O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Sing with me. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. You're in good voice. Sorry, I started a little high tonight. Your fault over here because the women are singing so well in the higher tone, and I sort of float to them because they're so good. Angels. Um, as you can tell, um, well, first of all, peace and, uh, and love to you from our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. You notice that Father Anil and I are not in our normal green and gold. And they do play today. But not till tonight. We are in white. And you know, you've seen Christ the King. Today is a solemnity. Solemnity of Christ the King, Christ the King of the universe. Anybody know how long we've been celebrating this solemnity in the church? Any idea? What do you want to guess? Uh, earlier today, I had, uh, I had Deacon Greg at one of the Masses, so he knew. How many? What year? Well, no, it's not that far back. 1925. Pope Pius XI wrote an encyclical. And in 1925, because the world that he was living in was having a rough time. <gasps> Hard to believe. There was secularism happening in his society in 1925, and there was a lot of nationalism. This was just as the rise of, of the Nazi Germany was starting to come forward, the late 20s, the early 30s. So he was trying to combat that because the people were losing focus on what they should be focused on, and that is on our God. And so he came and wrote the cyclical, and brought it forward. And since then, it's been moved around a little bit, but it's been settled actually on this last weekend of the liturgical year, about in 1957, 1958, believe it or not. Uh, it's been moved around a little bit before that. And because we are at the end of our liturgical year, and next week we begin what? Advent. And what is Advent pointing us to? To Christmas. Did somebody say Easter? <laughs> You're actually right. Because you can't have Easter until you have the incarnation, until you have Christmas. Now, I'm going to throw you a curveball about today's... Now, I, in deference uh, to uh, uh, long since uh, dead uh, Pius XI, I'm not trying to overcome his encyclical in any way. But I want to, to throw a curveball at you. Uh, some of us who play baseball... I won't ask you who you were. Uh, when a th I could never hit a curveball. 
I, I just couldn't, I didn't have enough patience to wait for it. You know, so I, I, I was not a great hitter, especially with the curveball. Not a bad, bad fielder, but I was okay. But I'm going to throw you this curve. I want you to think that, that the, uh, this king of the universe, Christ, the king of the universe, the universe is always considered something out there. Christ is out there. He's the king of the universe. But you know, that's not what Christ was about. I mean, as we point to Christmas, right, what are we pointing to? We're not talking about a king, because you remember when, when the Jews, the reason they, one of the reasons they crucified Jesus is because he was not the image of the God, Christ, Messiah that they wanted. They wanted the David Messiah. You heard that in the first reading, right? They wanted a king who would take a sword and sweep away all their enemies and put them back into power, because that's what kings do. They are leaders of great armies. But we, we, we sort of goofed it up over the last couple of thousand years. Because Christ was never about being king. Read what he says. Read how he lived his life. Christ was never about, he never asked anyone to bow down to him. Ever. Christ never asked them to make him king. Remember what he was always saying when he was coming down out of the mountains, other places? Shh, don't talk about that I am the Christ. Not yet. Christ was not about being a king. If anything, what did Christ want to do? What happens to a king? A king, people kneel to a king. They bow down to a king. He is our king, but the small K. Because he was a God who became human. That's what we're pointing to the Christmas, right? The incarnation. Our God, we're the only religion, organized religion in the world where our God became human. He became ordinary, like us. He was not asking people to bow down or to genuflect to him as king. What did he do? He always bent the knee and went down and served others. Christ was a servant more than a king. I throw that out to you because don't look for God out there. He's the king of the universe. He is. But you're not going to find God. God is not a being like us. We make that mistake all the time, that God is a being. God is not a being like us. He is being itself. Think about that. There's a difference of being a being and just being, existing. As I said, right, the alpha, the omega. Before, after, God is the same because God is being. He brought us into being. We're his creatures. This world is his creature, is his creation. This is the universe that Christ came into. He became small, born in a cave or, a, or in a stable, in a, in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was the, he was the stepson, in all intents and purposes, of a carpenter. Another creator, though. Interesting. Think about it. Joseph, the carpenter, was a creator, just as his heavenly father is the creator of all. So, you remember, uh, some of you might be old enough to remember this, when there was the great space race and the Russians were sending up, they sent up their cosmonaut. And I think it was one of them that said, they sent back and he says, I have been now up into space. I have been to the heavens and I find no 
existence of God. Well, of course he's not going to find any existence of God. God is here. Jesus came to earth. Jesus came to earth right now, and he's still here right now. You remember when he lived, he taught, he suffered, he died on the cross for our safe, your and then he rose again, which he promises to each and every one of us. Believe it or not, you can be raised and will live forever. That's what the promise is that Christ came for. And then he ascended, right? After, after the, res- the resurrection, 40 days he ascended, and then what did he send in another 10 days? Holy Spirit. He says, I have to leave. I have to send the Holy Spirit to you to join with your spirits. You are spirit. You have been spirit. Remember in the Old Testament, it talks about how God knew you before you were even knitted in the womb of your mother. That's the God that we are related to. A simple, ordinary God just like us who understands our pain, understands our suffering. I wrote the, uh, there's a Dear Parishioner article in the, uh, uh, the bulletin this weekend. It's a little bit more of what I'm talking about right now. Read it. It'll make you think. It'll make you stop. Because Jesus asks each and every one of us to look at our right and our left as we walk out this door today, as we are in our workplaces, as we are in our schools. He asks us, be me. Just as Mother Teresa, all those years she spent kneeling down and helping other people, she always said, I always see the face of God in those people I'm helping in Calcutta. And hopefully, they will see the face of Christ in me. In my article, uh, it's interesting, uh, uh, if you read scripture, and this is from Father, Father Ron Rollheiser, he says it's really interesting, they never describe what Jesus looks like. Ever in the Bible. Is he tall? Is he short? Is he clean shaven? Is he, is he got a beard? Is his eyes blue? Is his eyes brown? No, they never talk about that. You know why? It's not important because he's normal and ordinary like everyone else. That's why the Jews didn't like him. He didn't look like their magisterial king that's going to sweep away their enemies. So he says to us now, 2,000 years later, Don't worry about the universe out there. The universe is right here. The Holy Spirit came down at Pentecost and is here to this day, and it actually has always been here. The question is, are your hearts open to being the center of the universe, the center of God's universe, the center of Christ's universe, the center of the Holy Spirit working in the universe, this universe, this, this church, outside this church, in this community, in this state, in the world. That's what he expects of us as his disciples. Remember now when we come, Father will be coming up here soon to uh, consecrate at the altar. And he'll ask at the point, he asks the Holy Spirit, he will ask the Holy Spirit along with your prayers to come down and change that bread and wine into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that. 
I know it's hard to believe that, but if God can create the universe, and the, the scientists tell us that the universe is constantly expanding, there are quadrillion and billion and, gosh, I can't even, big enough word to say all the planets and things that are happening in the universe is outside of where we're at. If God can do that, then God, when we pray, and Jesus told us to pray and to do this, he can be transubstantiated. Remember that's that big word. Everybody goes, transubstantiated. Why, why do you have to use that word? Because transubstantiated means that the very essence of God is, by the Holy Spirit, is put into the body, that bread and wine, to become the body, blood, and soul of Christ. Christ. So when you take that in at communion, my gosh, you get to be united with that Holy Spirit even more than you are now. So take that in. Be transubstantiated. I think it's still good theology because as Father and we pray that it's transubstantiated into the body, blood, soul, and divinity, when we take that in, we become transubstantiated too. So what does that mean when we meet all of the people, friend, foe, family, strangers, when we walk out to these doors? Love, compassion, forgiveness. Remember that. I try to remember that every day. It's hard. But we can do it. Because we are God's children. Not his grandchildren, not his great-grandchildren. We are God's children. Be like God. Amen? Amen.